Don't forget my cold sports MVPs. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours for free today, right now. All you have to do is go to ColeJohnsonOnline.com and get that copy. That's right. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks of all time, for free. Go get it. Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening to one and all. This is the podcast that is always suitable all the time, everywhere, and at all times. Cole Sports! I am your illustrious tour guide, that man, Cole Johnson. And you have entered a zone called Sports on Another Level. And on this podcast, we're, go- of course, are going to go through the headlines... We're going to have a wonderful subject that I wanted to touch on. And, of course, we're going to put something under further review. But for right now, let's get to the headlines. Dateline, New Orleans. In their lone trip to the Big Easy, it looks like the Knicks found themselves some love. Five seconds to go in their 99-91 and loss to the New Orleans Pelicans, Carmelo Anthony felt a hug from an onrusher who just ran onto the court and embraced him. And it came in the form of a boy who was probably between the ages of seven and nine. Uh, and when Carmelo took it in good stride, he, he embraced him a little bit, gave him a good pat on the head, and of course help him usher back to where his seat was. Now, the situation was cute, and and it's adorable, and it was great to watch. Unfortunately, since we're dealing with 2016, these times are not so innocent. And, of course, you always have to have in the back of your mind, well, if this were to happen with a 7, 8, or 9-year-old to rush to court, what would happen with an adult who simply is not quite so innocent in heart and sound in mind. But thankfully, no one was hurt. So I'm happy about that. And I'm happier about the fact that Carmelo found himself some love because he surely is not getting it in the Big Apple. Dateline, Houston. So now the NCAA Men's basketball tournament is down to the final four. And in one corner is North Carolina. In another corner is Oklahoma. In another corner is Villanova. And in the fourth corner is Syracuse. And the ACC has lucked out because they're going to have at least one representative in the national championship game. Uh, They had four make it to the Elite Eight. They had two make it to the Final Four stage. They will have at least one make it to the championship round, where it will all be decided on Monday. They do care about Buddy Heal, the the sharpshooter, shooting guard from uh, Oklahoma. They do care about that and him. But besides that, pretty much the rest of the NCAA tournament, unless it's diehards, have been met by this one particular reaction. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And before I go to sleep, let me switch to that subject. Dateline, Charlotte, and New York. Apparently, it looks as though wide receiver, Giants wide receiver, Odell Beckham, and Panthers cornerback Josh Norman cannot get enough of basically one-upping one another. In an appearance on ESPN Sports Nation, Josh Norman, and still can't believe this was happening, was doing an interview when Odell Beckham decides to live tweet, and he tweeted the following, quote, that boy should thank me for all I've done for you. You're welcome, though. LOL. Close quote. You're as in... Uh, you're welcome was spelled Y-O-U-R. Uh, Mr. Beckham, why don't you go back to college and learn simple grammar? You are is spelled Y-O-U apostrophe R-E. But that's besides the point. So, of course, not to be outdone, Josh Norman returns fire. And he said, quote, at OBJ underscore three. As your boy at Drake would say, trigger finger turn Twitter fingers, huh? I'm not going to subtweet you, LMA, at you. So what's up? Close quote. And that concludes this episode of Ghetto Hood Masterpiece Theater. Dateline, Oakland. Three stalwart players from the 1970s Oakland Raiders team have decided to donate their brains, when of course they die, to uh, uh, concussion research. Uh, safety George Atkinson, guard George Bueller, and defensive tackle R. Toms, they have made their brains available. And is, they're doing so because they are basically standing in solidarity with their fallen brother, uh, quarterback Ken Stabler, because he died in part because of complications to CTE. Now, I think that is touching. What I also find interesting about this story is that you have an owner right now who pops off at the mouth and wants to refute what Roger Goodell actually co-signed. Dallas Cowboy owner Jerry Jones decided to say, quote, there is no link to football and CTE, close quote. How would you know? And I say that because you have not been on the field as a professional football player. Now, you were on the field in college, but you did not have these stellar long-term careers like many of these guys have and like a Ken Stapler had where this type of incident could happen and could just simply mess people's brains up. You haven't been in that trench as a professional. So you can't say anything of that nature. You have to respect the process, respect the science, and respect the players who have gone through concussions. For you to just simply go half-cocked and just offer nonsensical takes such as football and CTE have no link, when apparently it certainly does, it, it, it's mind-boggling. As I said, it is better to be thought of as a fool than to open that pie hole and remove all doubt. To you, Mr. Jones, close the pie hole. To the wonderful men that are going to donate their brains for CTE research, I commend you. And hopefully we will have a, we will have a cure and we will have an answer for how we can make the best game that I believe that has ever been invented even safer than it is right now.
When I come back, I'm going to put a wonderful subject under further review. But immediately following the break, D'Angelo Russell playing one on 11. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, Cole Sports is now on iTunes. You heard me correctly. Cole Sports is now on iTunes. Go there right now, subscribe, rate, and review to your heart's content. Cole Sports! Now online at iTunes. Welcome back. So when you think it cannot get any worse for the purple and gold, it most certainly does get worse. The rookie point guard, D'Angelo Russell, decided to have a wonderful conversation with the shooting guard, Nick Young, over exploits of Mr. Young with other women and of course as you all know the man is engaged to rapper Iggy Azalea well that conversation of all of Young's exploits with other women ended up being recorded and leaked and because of that Russell is catching a whole ton of flack from his team to the point where they are isolating themselves from him. He asked for this. He asked for this. I mean, this young man, and I really do mean young man, asked for this. In an article written by LakersNation.com, and also according to ESPN, and I quote, Trust in Russell from some teammates is eroding after a video surfaced in the past week that showed the 20-year-old former Ohio State standout and number two overall pick from the 2015 NBA draft recording a private conversation between Russell and teammate Nick Young in which Young does not appear to realize he's being taped. Close quote. This is why I've always said that the NBA should not be for boys. It should be for men. And for rare exceptions, and I'm sure you all would name Garnett, and LeBron, and Moses Malone, those are rare exceptions. The rare exceptions that they can come into the league 18 and be as mature as they are and still produce on the, on the court. Where you wouldn't even have to worry about mess like that. But what you have to deal with now are, are guys who are 19, not 18, 19. And you have to deal with things like this on a regular basis. Now, let me preface it by saying this. The fact that Nick Young, and I am not going to call him Swaggy P, the fact that Nick Young cheated on his fiance is foul. No question about it. 
Foul. F-O-U-L. Foul. How Russell handled the situation is just as foul. The one thing you are not supposed to do is erode trust in your teammates. The one thing that you are hammered from peewee league all the way up to the pros is that you're supposed to engender trust with your teammates. Build trust with them. Especially if you're a point guard. That is the position where you most certainly have to build trust with the rest of your team. If for no other reason than to make sure that you aren't playing favorites with the other four men on the court. If you're the Lakers and they're a young team, can you trust him? No, you can't trust him. Now, I've said that what, what Russell should have done is not tape a conversation, but actually say to Young, look, dude, look, my dude, this is all wrong, man. You are, you are not supposed to just simply plow every single thing that we see on these road trips and probably plow many of these chicks that are in, in L.A. You got a girl. You, you, you're wifing a girl. You've thrown the rock on her finger. You got to stop this behavior, man. No. No, Russell doesn't do that. No, Russell decides he's Woodward and Bernstein, and for those who don't understand the reference, those are the two journalists that basically blew up Richard Nixon's uh, presidency during the Watergate scandal. So Russell goes that route, I guess deciding that he's going to be hero, and he ends up being the GOAT. Not the, capital, not the capital G, capital O, capital A, capital T, but the lowercase G, the lowercase O, the lowercase A, the lowercase T, with Billy in front of it. You know, the bah, yes. But the team itself is just immature no matter how you slice it. I mean, we are coming, on, we are coming off the heels of a woman and her 68-year-old mother wanting to file a suit against Young and Jordan Clarkson for saying and doing inappropriate things in a car out in L.A. This is a problem, and I've always said this. I point this straight at the top. This goes directly to Mr. Jim Buss. And one of these days, I'm just going to lay out and just talk to you all about what I think about the son of whom I consider to be the greatest owner in NBA history. I am going to lay out exactly what I think of him one of these days, and it'll probably be sometime within April when I do it. But for now, this is, it's not the time. What is, is the time to do is to say to Mr. Nick Young, Stop this behavior before it gets worse. Okay, so Iggy has found out it still can get worse than that. Because it'll get to the point where you'll see many women look at you, they consider you a hoe, and won't fool with you. So yes, it can get mighty worse. And you're too old, because I believe you're 30. You're too old to participate in Wilt Chamberlain-like exploits. And for Mr. Russell... You have just learned one of the most valuable lessons as a leader of a team. You are 
to make sure that the team trusts who you are, what you do, what you're about. And what you did is the exact opposite. Now, of course, you have a culture of snitches get stitches. That's not why I'm saying it. I'm saying it from the standpoint of if something is said to you in confidence, do not ever betray it. I believe that was said in confidence. And you, my friend, betrayed it. You have a lot of building. A lot of building. And you just learned one of the greatest adult lessons we all have to learn in life. Hopefully, you'll take heed to it. You'll learn it, and you'll be a better player for it and because of it. But for now, you're going to have to hold a whole ton of L's. And I feel for you because you are. You're holding many of them right now. You're going to hold many more in the near and distant future. And the L I'm talking about is not the Laker. The L I'm talking about is a loss. As in 11 men. And a head coach. And a fan base. When I come back, I'm going to put a subject that has been needing a lot of shine upon further review. One more time, my Cold Sports MVPs. Why Your Goat Ain't Mine, the five greatest quarterbacks in NFL history, is yours for free right now, today, right now, for you, today, for free. All you have to do is go onto ColeJohnsonOnline.com. That's ColeJohnsonOnline.com and get your copy. How much is it? Free. That's right. Free. You only have to do one thing. Go get it. On my next podcast, I'm going to touch on a certain birthday. I definitely will have your dolt of the week. And I will put a subject under further review. And this is a special week this week because also I will also have the dolt of the month. And I'm going to put WrestleMania under further review. But for this podcast... I'm going to put this subject, well-deserved, well-overdue, upon further review. Quote, 50 years ago, there was no hoopla when five black starters for Texas Western defeated five white starters at Kentucky for the NCAA Basketball National Championship. 
Sports Illustrated wrote an extensive story on the game and Texas Western's rise to the championship without once mentioning race. The New York Times gave top billing the next day to the NIT final between BYU and New York University, which was shown on CBS from Madison Square Garden. Yet inside Cole Fieldhouse at the University of Maryland on March 19, 1966, Texas Western won a game that's cherished today for its social significance. College basketball had been integrated in parts of the country by 1966, but not in the SEC where Adolph Rupp and Kentucky ruled. Close quote. That comes from John Solomon, National College football writer. Interesting. <laughs> football writer writing about a college basketball story. And he's a columnist for CBS Sports. What I find interesting about this is you look at basketball now, 2016, and the stats, I believe, are 80% of, in the NBA, 80% of the players are black. And many of you out there are probably saying, well, this isn't really news. I mean... I see five black starters now on many different teams. Now it's to the point where you see both teams, no matter if it's college or pro, you see both teams on the floor. If you see another, te if you see another player that isn't black, it's an anomaly. So in a huge sense, this was a victory because it, it went to show not necessarily that you can have a team of all black starters, but you can have a team that doesn't have to be all anything. They don't have to be all black. It doesn't have to be all white. All they have to be is all right. All they have to be is a team that is unified. A team that is unified so they are locked into one purpose, one goal, and one focus. And that is what it's about. I mean, because that team that now the school from Texas Western is now called University of Texas at El Paso, or UTEP, they were coached by a white guy, Don Haskins. In fact, that was his greatest claim to fame. But I don't really focus on color as much as I focus on significance of social change. Because that's what it's about. It's about social change. And it was, it was quite noticeable from someone like an Adolph Rupp that they didn't believe blacks could play on the same level as whites. And I've heard many stories, some from my father, some from my uh, family members, some from historians 
both sports and history. That say that this was a this this was not a this was not an abnormal occurrence. This was par for the course. Even even as far <laughs> as fifty years ago. Now I didn't first understand this story until I, I saw the movie uh, Glory Road. And that was when I was first introduced to Derek Luke, the actor that starred in Antoine Fisher later. And I was hooked onto the story right away. And mind you, this this movie celebrated the 40th anniversary of the event. So this was 10 years ago. I think what what I would want people to remember about this event is one thing, just one. It doesn't matter how dark or how light the melanin, how how <laughs> how nappy or straight the hair, how wide or how narrow the nose or how big or how small the lips. It doesn't matter. We all come in different shapes, different sizes, different color. What does matter is that if you can get, at least on basketball terms, if you can get 12 men and one head coach to go down the same road together, it doesn't matter if the world thinks, if your family thinks, or if your fan base thinks, you have no chance in Hades to achieve the impossible and gain championship glory. If those men in the room believe it, and they work on achieving it. And they love each other like brothers. Then it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if the man to the right of you is Irish. And the man to the left of you is a Spaniard. It doesn't matter. All that matters is that you are a team and as a team you have a singular focus and that you get to the finish line together and you celebrate it with all the gusto that you're supposed to have when you've reached that finish line in your first champions do not come in color Champion comes by the character every player has in their heart. That, my friends, is true glory. If you happen to like this podcast or any one preceding this one, 
why don't you follow me on Twitter at Cole underscore sports. That's sports with a Z. You can also follow me on Facebook. That's Cole Sports. Again, sports with a Z. You can also follow me on YouTube. You can also follow me on Stitcher. You can also follow me on SoundCloud. You can also follow me on iTunes. And subscribe, rate, review, like, and share. Do all of these things and do it with as much gusto as you possibly can. But most importantly, enjoy. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson, and this is...